Raggy's Connacht Rugby Podcast. It's a hugely disappointing podcast to do today because Connacht have, although they have qualified for the round of 16, they haven't really qualified after own bat, really, have they, William Davis? No, they haven't. They've let a big opportunity go here this evening with a, an inconsistent performance that sort of backs up the inconsistencies of the last couple of seasons. Um, you never know which Connacht are going to turn up. Uh, it was 20 minutes of awful rugby. They were 21-0 down. They got back into it. They gave themselves a chance. Dreadful start to the second half where they should have scored, having been given a, a very easy opportunity by a Newcastle defensive error. Newcastle go down the field and score a try. Connacht then got back into it. A, a, a hat-trick for Finlay Bealham. Yeah. Just a weird game. But in the end... Uh, they've lost the home round of 16 game. They'll be travelling away. If they got the job done this evening here, they could have managed to get three. Obviously, they'd have to win these games, but they would have given themselves the opportunity for three uh, home games in a row. The other big issue, uh, it's a massive financial loss as well because they would have sold out the sports ground uh, with everybody having to pay for a ticket because the season ticket holders would have had to, would have had to pay and it would have been sold out, I'm sure. But that's gone and... It's another night in England where you just you walk away going, well, that's another that's another one marked off. Yes, Lindley, as I didn't give the score at the start, did I? Connacht no. losing <laughs> losing to Newcastle. That's the sort of night it's been. Connacht losing to Newcastle. I think it was thirty-five twenty-one in the end. Um, yes, Lindley, yet another defeat in England. What is it about this country that Connacht can't seem to get their head around? Look, I have no idea, and I don't think... Obviously, they don't know either, otherwise they wouldn't be com- continuing to, to, you know, to, to do this. I mean, it was so frustrating. I mean, you know, it was, it was a game that was theirs to win. But we do know that the position that Newcastle were in, knowing that they could qualify if they won this match, you know, it did change, you know, the psychology, I think, of, of going into this match and what Newcastle needed to do. So Newcastle came all firing. Connacht go in, three out of three, yep, We've qualified, this is great, but unfortunately they came up against a very strong, you know, probably one of Newcastle, I think, better probably sides that they could have picked. And I just don't think they were psychologically possibly ready for it. Hugely disappointing, frustrating. I know that, you know, just chatting to Andy Friend there, he's, he feels exactly the same, extremely frustrated. OK, we're going to keep this one nice and short today. So what we're going to hear now is um, some of the highlights from the game bit of the post-match uh, audio we got for Galway Bay. Now Young's a for the line and Michael Young, the captain for Newcastle, has totally fooled the Connacht defence. A disastrous start for Connacht, a perfect start for Newcastle. Newcastle literally a half metre from the line, they're over the line, they scored a try. Oh, what a nightmare for Connacht. Out it comes from Schoolman, scoops a pass all the way from right to left, Carreras has taken on, Colin Riley outside, and he's run rings around Riley and two other players and scored the third try. Newcastle knock it on from the restart, Alex Wooden picks it up, pops it up, calls for score for the line, this is outrageous, Connacht haven't offered anything in this game and they're about to score a try, they're nearly over, the ball just needs to be recycled, and it's slow ball just when they need a quick ball. They went for that extra push, but they still have it. They're inches from the line. They're now driving over. They get the touchdown. 
Unbelievable. Finley Beelham gets a try. Here they go again. Awful start to the game if you've just joined it, but Connick fighting back, looking for a second try. They're 21-7 down, and they have what I think is another advantage uh, to play with. Beelham, will he go again with a pick and go? He's got one try. He's getting himself ready. He's He's been eyeballed by all the Newcastle defenders pick, go, drive, is he over? he took a second push at it, he is Newcastle going to attack that short side can they get something here? Claras gets the pass off and they are ready Newcastle looking for a try to start the second half one more pass will do it and they're in for the try Josh Burton gets the bonus point score for Newcastle 26 plays 14 didn't see that coming to start the second half because it looked like the tide and the momentum had changed but a bad back and forth in terms of kick plays a poor kick, Connacht caught on the short side, so sloppy. Connacht on the Newcastle line, looking for their third try, and now they have the advantage. Free play, what will they do with it? A few more pick and goals, or will they go to the back line? So many options, they're going to drive over the line. Will they get the touchdown? They do! Connacht's third try, and they're back in the game again. 21, 28 points plays, 19 now. And Finley Beelan, we think, has a hat-trick. Connick need to make the tackles. Hanson doesn't make it. Newcastle get in for the try. Oh, that is the worst-case scenario. Newcastle 35, Connick 21. And that is, without question, the lowest point of a poor, poor season for Connick. They have blown it here today. There's no other way of looking at it. A 14-point margin of defeat means they are now fifth seed in their pool. Tough times. Very tough times indeed. That probably summed up the whole performance. It's back to the drawing board. There's going to be questions about the team that was selected. I think the team, apart from the first 20 minutes, they played fine. But the total was after 20 minutes, they were 21-0 down. You can't do that in any level of rugby. And to nearly get back just shows that a faster start would have got them done and dusted. But it's, it's a sickening blow. There was a real, real opportunity here to achieve something massive, and they haven't done it. And an away round of 16 game is not going to uh, is not going to cut it, really. We're looking at it here, William. I'll bring Alan in in a second, but it looks like they're going to be going to Benetton uh, later in the year. Uh, their second seed in the other pool. Connick, we're talking about a team here who can't get the job done in against Newcastle. They're not a top eight side in this competition at, at the moment, anyway. No, it has that feel about it all right. Uh, Benetton wouldn't particularly... There are harder games to do than Benetton. Uh, It's a place they go very regularly and play very regularly, but uh, that's a long way off at this stage. I felt they would struggle here in this game, but they didn't struggle for the reasons that you would expect them to struggle. They actually handled the physicality after the start. They got back into it. But there's something lacking about the finishing. The try that was ruled out correctly, there was no need for that to be a forward pass. I can't explain that enough. It should never happen. You have to close that out really, really quickly. Alan, your your first take. Yeah, whole game turn. I know, you know, I know we can say we lost by 14 points and we're not good enough, but we came within I'm not even sure he had to pass the ball. I think it'd be thrown a dummy call forward would have run in I think there was there was all he had to do was throw a dummy and that was enough for him to get through because it he had split the defense with a beautiful dummy he'd put himself into a beautiful position he had choices either side which meant if he'd just thrown a dummy he probably would have strolled in and got the, the thing and that would have given him the 28 points or would 
brought them into the level scores and they probably would have kicked on and won because they were in control of the game at that point in time. The game changes on fine margins and Connacht haven't learned how to make those margins count for them. Yeah, you say that, Alan, but I mean, that, that was the only chance they really created in the second, in the second half. half. That, yeah. I, I felt they were under the cosh throughout. It was a lovely break, but you can't keep getting to the, nearly getting to the top of the mountain and not getting there. That, you know, whether he dummied it or whatever, it was the wrong decision. He, he got it wrong. He, the, the, the pass was forward. And, and, and as a 21-year-old, he'll learn from that and he'll, he'll move on. But, you know, there isn't too, we, have, we don't have too many players who can play inside centre who can throw a dummy like that. Unfortunately, well, we made, one we of made them is Bundiaki, and he's not here today. Well, you, you could have done, yeah, but unfortunately, Bundiaki has not been playing particularly well for Connacht this season. If you look go back and look at some of Connacht's worst performances, Bundiaki was on the field. Well, let's put it this way then, William. Kieran Marmion, not here either. They started with Tom Farrell on the bench. They have obviously Jack Cardi picked up a knock, that's why he's not here. No Keen Prendergast, though. Connick took a chance to rotate a lot of players. Yeah, it hasn't Pre- worked. The Prendergast one is the biggest surprise for me because he's going off to Ireland. Um, you know, like Finley Bealham played nearly right through there. Uh, I think Prendergast would have added something for them, especially maybe in that early part of the game. But, you know, after the fact, you can ask about the selections. I think we were asking about it before. We, yeah, but we, we were a bit baffled. We, we were. Uh, they've done it right through this competition. But. They've, this has not been well managed because I go back again. You cannot be 21 nil down after 20 minutes away from home. You it's just can't. Start, you can't. Yeah. And that was because they weren't playing well. They weren't switched on, and they were giving away idiotic penalties. And they know they well, were giving. They, they were idiotic because they were forced into them well, because of because of the pressure Adam. that they were being put under. But they were they were losing Outside. every single contact. No, they weren't giving away the penalties for the contact, and they were giving away the penalties no. because they wouldn't sort their offside line. Out, because because they were losing the contacts, well, they were going when backwards. The referee, much when the referee has told you to sort your offside line out, you damn well sort it out. You don't. You got to take that. You got to take that step back. You have to. And they didn't. And eventually they got yellow carded for it because he got fed up with them. Multiple. And that yeah, mul- but if, yeah, but we could also said and in the second half in the first five 15 minutes of the second half Newcastle did exactly the same thing and the ref didn't make the same decisions which is unfortunate but that's that's just the way the game is so like they were I I think Connacht's ones were a bit more obvious but I agree with you but that's just the way it is the home team generally gets the advantage yeah yeah Um, that was a poor effort and you know this competition now becomes a lottery which they have got to forget about until the week before the Benetton game and try now to sort themselves out in the URC. If they're 21 nil down to the Lions next Saturday, they'll be in real bother in that game. They've, you know, we'll, And they're not going to be able to play any of the Irish internationals who are in the camp. They're all going to be gone. So the question marks you know, will be there for that game. But tonight is poor. OK, on this Saturday evening, we started out the evening with results going Connacht away to such an extent that they came into the game and Newcastle out of the competition, Connacht knowing, all right, it was a long shot to be getting bonus point wins away from home in England, but it was possible because Newcastle had been so poor in the competition. They knew if they did that, or even as it turned out, if they got in those closing stages a win of any kind, a draw with a four-try bonus point, they would have got home advantage right through the competition. Unfortunately, they started so, so slowly they trailed 21-0 early on. They got back to 21-14. They had it at 28-21, but they've lost 35-21, and it's gone the other way. The margin of victory, meaning they not only don't get second seed, they dropped the fifth seed 
and now they'll be away from home, we think, to Benetton in the last 16 in the first week in April. Now they turn back to the United Rugby Championship where they still have a shot at the playoffs with all the teams beating each other. But this season continues to just baffle us, Alan, with moments of hope like the last few weeks provided us in the wins over the Sharks and the win over Breeze last week. And then moments of absolute head-scratchers like the way it's gone tonight, a 14-point loss. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a mental thing. There's definitely something in the mental makeup of Connacht that they, they don't seem to believe in themselves enough. There's a lack of belief in what they're doing, in, in whether it's the processes, whether it's their own skills, whether it's their own belief that they are good enough rugby players to do some of the things they do, because some of the game, some of the stuff they, they did tonight was excellent. Unfortunately, they, did, they don't do it on a regular enough basis, and so you'd have to wonder what is the, you know, are they still missing that mental skills coach? I know, I know, you know, Andy's leaving at the end of the season, and there's talk about will we get another director of rugby? I'd like to see a mental skills coach or a, a sports psychologist brought in because when we had one for about four or five months last season, Connacht were a far better rugby team. Yeah, that's a fair point, um, but I still don't think that. I don't think a mental skills coach or any coach can cope with the fact that your team for 20 minutes doesn't play. Whether they've been beaten up or not, they're making bad decisions uh, and they're just being pushed to a level where they just can't cope. They were being bullied uh, and they, and they, you know, Newcastle sort of won the game in the first 20 minutes, but it took them another 60 minutes to actually get it done, which is yeah. part of the frustration as well because... You know, they, they didn't go for the jugular when they had it because they, you know, they just did enough to get the job done. Yeah. But, but, but sides, if you want to be compared to the really, really good sides, A, they don't go 21-0 down, and B, when they get chances, they put them away. You know, there was a chance early yeah. in that second half. Well, well, from the kickoff. From the from kickoff. The kickoff. And two minutes later, they go in and score a, a and that, that was the that was the actual turning point of the game for me. To, to, to turn Newcastle over to yep. you know because they'd already stopped them in the, fir- the end of the first half to turn them over and have a chance to score a try or at least keep the pressure on and then give away a silly penalty and Newcastle yep. we, we lose a kicking battle one of the things we did learn tonight Mack Hansen is not a fullback no I have to agree with you I don't think he is he did. I think he's an attacking fullback but unfortunately his defensive frailties and they're and, and kicking frailties yes, as well you know, which you, Andy Farrell we feel was part of the reason why he's playing fullback the last couple of weeks to have a look at him I'm sure he'll be starting to think right I, I, I definitely want Mac Hansen in my squad I want him on my wing yeah. I, but I think, he's not going to cover I, full I, I think what he could do thinking ahead to the World Cup playing one of the lesser teams you'd say okay listen we need a covering fullback in this game and whether they have a sophisticated kicking game or not he is dangerous when he comes on to the ball but their kicking was clever tonight yeah. they moved him around they didn't kick straight at him he's not he's about 50-50 in the air I'd say um, so you know Tiernan potentially um, maybe we'll be back next week there's going to be a lot of soul searching after that performance particularly the first 20 minutes and they have to analyse it and get ready for next Saturday night because they're in a no they can't lose any more games in the URC so the URC season hangs by a thread and next Saturday is, is an interesting one I don't know at this stage if it's not just about just take each game as it comes and forget about any sort of targets because this team does not look good enough to be in the playoffs in the United Rugby Championship right now this evening. It doesn't look good enough to really challenge in, in this competition either. But who knows 
McConaughey have turned corners before. Andy, uh, like it's always hard to know where to start on bad nights like this. And but like, let's start with that. Does it feel as bad a night for you guys as it does from us observing it? Yeah, yeah, it does. It was uh, it's just like a nightmare unfolding. First twenty five minutes, I think we had seven penalties against us, twenty one nil. You're sitting there going, "Where's this going?" But um, so yeah, listen, you, you can't you can't start like that away from home. Uh, and expect to win, and we own that. What was the source of uh, those penalties beyond the exact details of it, and what do you feel was happening that was leading to that kind of discipline? I'm not sure. Like the first two were not rollaways. I thought maybe the first one was a little bit harsh. I thought he might have been pinned, but the referee's trying to set an example there. Second one was pretty clear and obvious to me. Then there was about three, three offsides, and, and in the meantime, uh, well, I think we had seven, I counted seven red penalties. What we call red penalties, dumbass penalties in the first 25 minutes, um, which led to, you know, they scored their third try in the 18th minute. So 21 0 down, and we're still giving away penalties. Um, how we got back in the game, a bit surprising to be honest with you, but, you know, if, the, if there's any plus, it is that, that fighting spirit we've got, but we've got to be more than that. This was a massive opportunity. We all know that, Rob. I mean, there's some funny results there today, and you can look at it and say, well, teams don't. You know, teams weren't interested. Well, teams were interested. Breve knocked off, a, you know, a Cardiff, which he never thought was going to happen. Newcastle draw to ba- sorry, um, Glasgow draw to Bath. We've come over here and lost. It, it is still a, it's a tough competition, but we had a, a brilliant opportunity to get ourselves a home court, and it looks like we haven't done that now. Mentally, is is it a, is it kind of a, a something that's coming up time and time again? The Connacht seem to get themselves into a real muddle in games. That things start going against them, heads seem to drop. Are you noticing that, or would you push back against that? Well, well there's an interesting conversation amongst the players down downstairs there, which which won't be solved tonight. But you know they're trying to talk that through at the moment and saying, well, what is going on, and where were our heads, and you know we need to be better. Uh, listen, you've got to pay a compliment to, to Newcastle. They came out and they were, they were on it from the off. Um, uh, so, yeah, they, they put us under pressure. But to me, we, we just piggybacked them in that first half. I don't think it's a, a theme, Rob. I, you know, I think the last couple of weeks we've shown real resilience in that area. Tonight we didn't. We got on the back foot and we, we earned the wrath of the referee early, but that was our own doing. Um, but he could only see us in that first little period it then did flip just before half time I thought the start of the second half we had a brilliant opportunity just to put them away we get the ball off the restart and you know we, we should have been playing on top we start pulling out the back and and two minutes later they're scoring at the other end so that you know that was another really disappointing piece because if we score there you know it's a 21 all and now it's real game on with about 38 minutes to go but we didn't so yeah, very frustrating, mate. You have to, it has to be asked, you've left a few players at home that could have started, Marmion, Prendergast, Aki. What's your thinking in terms of selection? You've rotated a lot in this competition. Did it cost Connick tonight? Uh, no, Prendergast was injured, so we, 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 that was a late injury. He was meant to be coming. Um, no, listen, I, I think you know, we picked the team that we thought was good enough to win. Um, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but um, you know, I, I think the boys that that uh, earned selection tonight were warranted for selection um, of course we can look at that now and say do we wish some of them would have been better tonight do they wish they could have been better yeah of course we do but no, I'm okay with our selection What's the major learning from this do you think for you as a squad? Well again I think you know, there was 
to me, there was just too many individual errors out there tonight. So there's learnings there. There's also learnings as a team. You know, how, and that's you know, the conversation was had downstairs there. The, 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 you know, the talk that's on the field there, and, and how are they rallying, and how are they getting on to the next job. So there's always learnings in those, Lindy. But um, uh, yeah, every loss you're going to get learnings and we'll make sure we find the right ones and move forward from that. Do you think there was any element of taking this game for granted because Newcastle were without or when you were on three wins? No, when you saw the Newcastle team, not at all. You know, and Newcastle put their top team out there tonight and they're, you know, they're a hard team to beat. You can see that. They knocked off a, a good Leicester Tigers a few weeks ago so they're a tough team to beat here. And uh, we know we knew that, we respected them. We knew our game at the sports ground, 22-8. It was, it was a tough affair and we only scored late to, to, to pull that away to 14 points. So, no, we had enormous respect for them. Um, you just can't give the start we gave. And, that, and that's what happened. Finley, uh, look, you had a storm of yourself, Hattrick, uh, but I know you don't really care right now because uh, in that dressing room there must be a lot of disappointment. Yeah, look, I'm really disappointed. Um, definitely would have taken the win over getting a hat-trick and we didn't start. We started terribly. I think it was six, seven penalties in the opening half, and they're 21 up, 21 points to nil. And away from home, it's just, it's just, it's just not good enough. It's plain and simple. Um, need to have a look at, need to look at ourselves in the mirror and be like, did, did some of us prepare well enough? Did we come out with the right mindset? Uh, like I said, it's just not good enough against a really good Newcastle team at their home patch. It's to be doing that. It's just. Like I said, it's just, it's just not good enough at all. It's hard to imagine if this was the first game of the group and there was no form that you would have started like that against Newcastle. So what I'm asking is, does the fact that Newcastle hadn't won the game in the tournament maybe affect the way you approach this kind of uh, I don't know. We, we had a big focus this week on ourselves and um, we had a good performance last week and a few things to work on. And we had a really good week's training. Lads, I thought, were in a really good headspace. Uh, we warmed up really well today. Uh, and to start like that, it was pretty frustrating piggybacking ourselves up and down the pitch so look those questions have started been asked downstairs in change room and no doubt they'll be answered for next week so if look if we want to be the team we want to be we've got to we've got to sort that shit out so um yeah away from home now in that competition look i doubt you guys think too much about that beyond the fact that you'll go into that competition still believing you can win but uh, it's a real missed opportunity there to be back in the sports ground 100 percent um that's why it's really disappointing. There was the opportunity there of having a you know, home game in, in Europe. And I think now we're, we're away, are we? Um, yeah. I think that's the plan. So, um, But look, it is what it is. Um, when the time comes, you know, we'll, be, we'll be ready to go. And hopefully we've learned from the lessons that we, we got tonight. Um, so, yeah, I'm just so disappointed. It was, yeah, it was terrible. That dressing room must be difficult. I guess my final question to you is, how difficult has this season been overall? You've been here quite some time. There have been so many good moments mixed in with a lot of really disappointing moments. It's a real up-and-down season so far, isn't it? Yeah, that seems like a consistent theme. Uh, one week we're um, you know, playing some really good footy and come out, like last week, play some really good footy and all high and then uh, come out tonight and then just start horrendously away from home. And Look, we've got to be better. Um, we talk about it, we, we say some really good things, we, we train really well, come up, coaches come up with some really good game plans, it's, it's up to us to, to turn it around and um, look, we have the Lions at home next week and that's a, that's a game we need to be winning, so um, some questions were asked in the change room there and 
no doubt the boys will have answers next week and it's about implementing them and you know, not letting it happen again. Yes, Lindy, as you say, Andy Friend was pretty disappointed and frustrated by the whole thing. But I was misreading <laughs> I was misreading who we were playing against because I, I know maybe my eyesight was going. I thought we were going to have to go to South Africa possibly because I thought it was uh, fifth against ninth. But no, it's fourth against fifth, which puts us in Italy in April. And about the only thing I like about that is that the weather might be nice. Well, I think... You know, there's pluses and minuses, isn't there? You know, in the sense that we're playing a team that we've played so many times before. We're, unfortunately, we are away from home. And you, you know for sure that Benetton are going to see this as a huge, huge opportunity for them. Mm. And they're going to come at this all guns blazing. They really will. This is not going to be an easy match by a long shot. Mm. They're big. They're physical. They've improved immensely over the last few years. And this is, this is going to be a really tough, tough match. And it's very unfortunate that, you know, it could have been you know, a, hell of, a hell of a lot better or nicer anyway for both fans as well, for the whole club, for the whole of province, for Connacht, you know, to have a series of possible, a possible series of home matches. Huge opportunity gone. Yeah, it certainly is. William, was it the team selection or is it just that? there's something psychological about us playing in England I don't, I, don't, I don't know that it's playing in England I think it's handling those type of teams uh, the, the, the big sides physically is, is a problem for them but then they handle big South African sides uh, and big French sides I mean Brie weren't exactly small in either game um, I, I don't know whether whether it's, it's maybe there is a hangover from playing premiership sides but the record is now reaching level ludicrous levels two wins in the professional area one since 2009 and so many games like this I mean this is the pattern I could stand there and reel off about 10 games I've been to that have started like this where they're 14-0 down or they're they're 17-5 down or whatever it is um because they they just started so poorly I know they were being physically beaten up but it was the decision making I think we've learned a couple of things tonight. I think, um, I think Mac Hansen struggled at fullback tonight. I think that's a big learning curve for him. Conor Fitzgerald didn't have a great game at out half. Um, I mean, the pack did okay again once they got into the game, but give any team a 21-0 lead. It's yeah. not going to work out. And the other bit of bad news is, uh, for anybody who's thinking of going to Benetton, that will be the most expensive time of the year to fly because it's the week before Easter and Venice is usually jammed with people and they all fly to Benetton. So anyway, that's just bad news for that one. Uh, maybe I'd be flying a circuitous route and getting a train. Um, at least it'll be warm. Maybe. Maybe it'll be warm. Chemist God, warm. I hope so. It because be it's warmer it's, than this. It's... Bloody cold here, Lenny. So we're gonna we're gonna finish this this podcast off right now because it's just I'm just too cold and I don't want to go into any more detail on this. Um, and I don't think I have anything else to say. Of anything, just to finish off. Now we're going to buy a nice big steak or a piece of fish. <laughs> I don't think we do fish in this restaurant. <laughs> then next time I'll do the choosing. <laughs> no, listen. Look, honestly, I you know I. Uh, I, th- I suppose it's just another another one of these learning curves that Connet have to go through. Um, it is frustrating. It's very it, you know, and I can and I and I do feel for you know Andy Friend in his last season who had, and it's not over yet though, who had you know high hopes of of getting through this competition because there was a real possibility that Connet this was an opportunity for Connet to really win a trophy 
which would be the perfect ideal send-off for Andy Friend. It's, they've just made it a hell of a lot harder for themselves. doesn't mean to say it's not going to happen. And I think there has to be, and I'm sure there will be, a reaction from this. I hope so, because the only little, little, little tiny silver lining on this is if they did manage to win in Benetton, they would have a home quarterfinal. So there is something in there, but that's I'm just really grasping at straws there. No, I, look, Benetton, at least they know who they're playing and they're not going to South Africa and they've played there plenty of times. Benetton are a good side at home mm. and they'll take this very seriously as well. Uh, very seriously. Um, but that's a long way off. I'll tell you, April, whatever it is, April the 3rd seems a lot, or 2nd or whatever the hell it is, it takes, seems a long, long way away. It's time to go now, Alan. It is, it is. We're going to wrap it up and um, we'll have more detailed analysis uh, during the week. So... Uh, this one goes out free so to everybody if you want to hear what we really think and all the, the when we got into the detail of this defeat um, we'll be doing it on our midweek podcast you can join us on patreon.com slash craggyrugby if you want to hear those thoughts that's it bye folks loose cut it loose break out or nothing changes side and